Hey, just a quick note before the episode starts. We wanted to say thank you to Games Workshop for making this episode possible by providing a review copy of the Warband. A thank you to our Patreons for financially supporting us. And a thank you to all the listeners out there who make this project worth doing. Thanks all. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to What the Hex, your source for Warhammer Underworlds and under 30 ways to identify a witch. Uh, today I'm your host, Phil, and joining me as always is my uh, fellow Inquisitor, Davey. How are you doing, Davey? I'm good, and I'm definitely not a witch. <laughs> no, definitely not. No, yeah, of course not. Uh, yeah, so uh, we've got some new models to talk about today. Oh my god, uh, at last. Oh, thank you so much. Finally. <laughs> it was what... Three weeks from the time that they announced, like, here's the full warband. We'll show you all the models and like everything's ready to go before we heard anything else. Yeah. And it was the pre-order announcement. Yeah. Uh, like so, man, finally. Yeah. Uh, and I I suppose because we can give some context here, we were recording on the 9th. So yesterday I, I hadn't thought about this. Oh, yeah, my gosh. August right. 8th uh, turned out to be corn day because it's yeah. 8 <laughs> Um which uh, cool. I, I suppose that's that's a nice little marketing gimmick. They had corn yeah. for all the different ranges. I thought it was uh, great. I love I love that little little uh, tweet. Yeah, there. That's yeah. Fun. A little little spin to be yeah. like, hey, here's a reason for us to like celebrate talking about all these new releases for chaos. Yeah. Why uh, is why is corn day relevant to us, though? Yeah. Well, we surprisingly got another reveal for the next war band after Axel's yeah. Bane, and it was like, OK, cool. <laughs> uh, corn, yeah. uh, which people had been saying it was going to be corn. Um but there was really nothing to back that up. Mm. We now know for sure. It is definitely corn. For sure. Gore Chosen of Drom. Yes, Gore Chosen of Drom. So we do know that the leader's name is going to be Drom. The warrior that we saw was... Uh. Hax something? <laughs> Herax. Was... Skullgrinder Herax. Yeah. It was very close to Haxel. <laughs> and I was like, this seems strange that their names would be so similar. But um, but yeah, so I don't know. Uh, we really don't have a ton of information other than that. We got to see his uninspired side. So mm -hmm. there's there's a new mechanic for them and uh, kind of look like maybe they're going to be similar to Magor's in some respects. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they operate around blood tithe. Uh, so it's cool. Folks familiar with the. Uh, with the game, the Age of Sigmar game, know that that is kind of how they summon demons or do kind of cool. So you think of it as like sort of ritual counters sort of thing. So, yeah. Um, and uh, we know how he gets blood tithe. We don't know if that's a rule that's going to follow other fighters around or if he's the only one who has blood tithe or, or what. So a lot of questions, yeah. uh, but still super fun to see. Many, uh, many yeah. questions. And I, I guess just because I have seen it talked about a lot in the discords. So I figure it's worth mentioning. People are like kind of going nuts about the formatting of his ability on his weapon. Cause they're like, 
it doesn't have like a may clause and stuff like i i have to imagine that they're prepping for a cleaner like more streamlined formatting so they can cut down on words in the next season Mm -hmm. and since they're designing ahead of time they're probably just like just cutting stuff out and they're like you can read between the lines and instead everybody's like well it doesn't say that you can choose so you have to do it and it's like "Mm, okay yeah (laughs) so uh for folks listening that's my take i guess everybody can let us know their own takes but i think we're being a little bit intentionally obtuse here Hmm. um but uh should be interesting. I am excited to see the rest of the warband. I think it's way too early to make any further uh, guesses about how they're going to function and how good they're going to be. But sure, I, we've seen one uninspired side of one fighter and one upgrade for that fighter. Yeah, and a and a strange like fighter specific upgrade at that. So mm. um, I don't know that it's like telling about anything about the warband. Yeah. Um, I will say uh, I. I guess I would like to throw out guesses while we can tinfoil hat still. Uh, I think it'll be a four fighter warband because okay. they're gore chosen. And yeah. in the gore chosen box game, uh, there were four fighters in the original gore chosen. Uh, <laughs> so okay. I'm just going to guess that it's going to be the four members of a gore chosen uh, and mm. they're all going to be teamed up uh, to go okay. do the whole ritual thing, which would be a slaughter priest, a, skull grinder which is the guy we just saw mm-hmm. uh exalted death bringer and yeah. uh aspiring death bringer and it's an aspiring death bringer so you've got the two okay. different death bringers so okay. i would and then i think that way we would have like a natural dangle row in the aspiring death bringer mm-hmm. uh that's just my hot take That'd be pretty wild uh, when they get their Age of Sigmar rules because that's like four hero level characters. All it is. Piled into it would one. be. It would be very similar to how the vampires are all vampire mm. princes or whatever. I think I missed that. That's, okay, so not unprecedented. Or at least that's how people were using them because they're very easy oh, stand-ins, right? Sure. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, all right. but yeah. So that's cool. That was a surprise little thing of them being like, hey, pre-order. And by the way, next next warband. I know. Uh, (laughs) But that's not what we actually came here to talk about today. Oh, no. Uh, No, we came here to talk about some witch hunters. Yes, they're pretty cool. So um, just so folks know what the general topic is going to be, we're going to talk just some general rundowns and first impressions of the warband and then we did actually get a game in with them already uh so mm-hmm. that we could get a sense for how they actually play out on the table um yeah which is pretty so cool we'll be able to tell you you know kind of this is our first impression and this is how it uh stood up or did not once on the table yeah yeah um and we did play championship so mm-hmm. it's not just straight out of the box we we mm-hmm. tried to come up with a what we thought made sense for their strategies yeah but before we dive in do you have any community shout outs well uh as uh, as you mentioned we're recording this on the 9th this is going to drop on the 13th and so i'm going to give a preemptive shout out to all those people uh dumping content all over the place on the 13th oh, man. yeah and I'm going to uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and and uh, predict that uh, shortly after you hear this, Underworld's DB will have like uh, stayed up all night in Australia <laughs> and, 
and made that possible. I tell you what, building a deck without that was hard. Oh uh, man, having to like yeah. build in physical like cards without like being able to look at a database. Some kind of crude peasant. I don't. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, pretty awful. Yeah. Uh, we look forward to having all the cards available in the builders as soon yeah. as possible. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of which, and this is what the hex has been going on with me. Um, I didn't uh, wasn't able to participate in some things recently because of family visiting and then a family emergency. Um, but what uh, what I did end up was a lot of time kind of sitting uh, sitting in waiting rooms and such with uh, with the laptop, and so. This will be the first uh, release where we release a uh, uh, accompanying blog. So uh, because there will be other sources that are doing a blow-by-blow on on cards, we're taking this tack with the uh, battle report and what we learned that from practical experience. Uh, but if you want a blow-by-blow uh, releasing concurrently with this episode, there will be uh, one blog article that covers uh, Haskell, Hexbane's, hunters and uh, all their faction cards and then one article that has all the universals with it and you can take a look through and uh laugh at my first impressions of those <laughs> so, yeah. well i i will say i don't think our first impressions will be any better or worse than anyone <laughs> else's first impressions i, uh, I ours will be five percent better that's sure that's a what the heck's guarantee there you go guaranteed how we judge that percentage nobody knows but it's guarantees not guaranteed (laughs) yes uh i guess if 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 i'm gonna run down what the heck has been going on with me uh so we've been hyping up this tournament that we were gonna run locally uh did not get as many people out as we had hoped but the people we did get out had a really great tournament um one of the closest tournaments in underworlds that i've ever seen um everyone finished uh so nobody went undefeated that's Mm -hmm. important to note and then everyone finished uh within about one or two games difference of each other um so it was exceptionally close games uh all the way across and there was really good play from everybody involved so really great um i'm sure we will figure out another one to do in about three months again although that starts to run into holiday time so we'll uh we'll let folks know once we know but we we'd like to keep these going they've been fun um and i think i think people get a kick out of sort of ratcheting up the competitiveness level a little bit so yeah yeah a special shout out to alex and zach who uh, came up from illinois and uh and uh, apologies to our locals, we who, to whom we did a disservice by uh, not sufficiently prepping them for uh, <laughs> for the exiled dead. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, we, not very many people have even played against the exiled dead in our local meta, and that's yep. somewhat on us. But I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, they're just not my cup of tea. But mm. uh, we probably should just like bring them along and be like, Does anybody want to play against these guys? Like they're really kind of out there terrorizing the world so yeah Yeah. anyway lots of fun stuff going on but let's talk hexbane Mm. uh you had the models and the cards uh Mm -hmm. how about you give us a quick uh sort of first take once you got your hands on them so this often happens to me with uh war bands where i think like i'm not particularly interested in this thematically (laughs) you know uh, yeah. It happened to me with Far Striders and I ended up falling in love with them. Uh, it was with these guys. 
uh, even like seeing the models for some reason, like pictures of them, I was like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, but man, like just seeing them in person is, is pretty great. So I'm excited for people to get these, put them together. Um, and, uh, they were, they were not too bad. There's some cool poses. I think Bridget, uh, Axwold has a really awesome dynamic pose. She's really fun to like, uh, position on the battlefield and have her pointing her little volley pistol at somebody. Yeah. Um, drama uh and i'll give this following caveat to those of you who are uh, perhaps um perhaps if you're not listening to this on the day of its release maybe you're maybe you're assembling your hexbane while listening to this uh have your a game on when you assemble uh haskell hexbane the the leader he is uh, a little bit of a challenge just in the way he comes together so plan to dry fit just a little bit uh, don't don't get the glue on especially in kind of the first few stages there's just one of those things where uh, a lot of pieces have to kind of slide by each other in just the right oh, way. My goodness. Um, and then there's, <laughs> there's things that are kind of poking out and you don't want to press hard on those. Otherwise you'll, you know, bend something. So mm-hmm. uh, I successfully did it, but it took a kind of, uh, one or two false starts before I, uh, stuck the landing. Um, so that's, uh, the, the others were much easier, but, uh, uh pain himself was a, a little bit of a challenge, mm. but he looks, he looks great. Um, nice. and I'm going to have to remind myself how to paint fire. so uh yep that's the that's the figs was was pretty happy with them nice um shall we run down the warband quick before we jump into some of the first impressions we had of how they we thought they would work yeah we can do that um again if you want like the full blow by blow we're gonna have that in the blog format here we're just kind of giving you an idea if you're somehow not familiar by the time you're listening to this yep uh we'll go so uh, i can start out with haskell hexbane the uh the boss man himself yep uh he is a hunter he has a move of three uh one block for defense only three health very concerning uh and on his uninspired side he has uh just one attack profile and that's a range three three fury one damage with grievous uh, not gonna set the world on fire with that uh as much as he might want to mm-hmm. um we'll get into the reaction in a second but i think we want to kind of cover some of these fighters first a little bit uh if he inspires he uh turns that grievous and just to a, into a permanent two damage um and then uh, he gets his torch lit <laughs> so yeah. he has a range <laughs> one two smash two damage grievous so grievous all over the place here uh, they give them the potential to get to three, but it's only a two dice attack on that, on that backside. So, hmm. um, I can say that in our game, I, uh, I don't think I no. ever even thought about using that on him, but no, there, there are reasons that you might, uh, we'll yeah. later, so, um, uh, how does he inspire by the way? Oh, great point. Uh, he inspires if his attack action takes an enemy fighter out of action, hmm. which when you're, uh, three fury, one damage grievous can be a little bit of a tall order. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of work there. Yeah. Um, I will say, I'm, maybe maybe it's easier to do it as we go. But my first impression when they just showed this guy, I was like, "Man, this is going to be rough. Like, <laughs> getting kills with this guy is going to be so tough. Like, you're just going to have to like set the kills up ahead of time or have small fighters to pick off. Which maybe that's the idea. But yeah, um, first looking at him without being able to see the inspired side, I was like, this is going to be really bad. And then I saw the inspired side and I was like, he's actually like, that's fine. If you can get him inspired, he's doing work three range, two damage, right? Any number of dice you're doing all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, next fighter, I guess I can run down Amos, his sort of bodyguard guy here. Yeah. So 
Amos Duncaro. He's the big axe guy. Uh, also three speed, one block, three health. So even the big brawler guy does not have four health. So this mm-hmm. is kind of, uh, if you couldn't guess at this point, none of them have more than three health. Yeah. <laughs> so they're a little yeah. bit of a fragile warband. Yeah. Um, he's got his great axe, which is only reach one. Uh, mm-hmm. I have seen some speculation that it's going to be reach two. It is not. Uh, two smash, two damage. So he's very just kind of average, actually. Uh, yep. I kind of expected this guy to be more of your bruiser. I think he's just there to take up space, kind of, and yep. be a threat. Um, he is a brawler. I should have said that. Um, all of the humans in the warband are hunters, so mm-hmm. you can just get that out of the way. Uh, if an enemy fighter uses an attack action to target Haskell Hexbane, he will inspire, which is pretty yep. nice. Um, and he has reassuring presence. So if he is within two hexes of another friendly hunter and that hunter is the target of an attack, he counts as supporting them. So yep. he just supports from an extra hex away, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, and then when he inspires, he does go to three smash and cleave. So he is quite accurate once he is inspired. Mm-hmm. But no extra damage. No extra damage. So everybody yeah. is like capping out at two with potential three if you can roll crits, which like... I don't necessarily feel super good about that, but yeah, uh, it's not terrible. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you somebody who can actually get to three, even if it's just once per round. Yeah. Uh, without help is uh, Bridget Axwald. Uh, Bridget is really living on the edge. So she is, as you said, a hunter. Uh, she is three move, depends on one dodge, has two health. That is a uh, bargain basement level defensive <laughs> stat. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. She has dual axes, which is uh, range one, three, fury, two damage attack, a volley pistol, uh, and this is the important one. That's uh, range three, two smash, one damage, but it has the volley rule. And the volley rule is that the first time you make this attack action in each round, if the target is adjacent to this fighter, you can pick one. You can add a dice or you can add plus two damage. So she can spike to three, which is pretty crucial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when she, she gets a lot out, out of inspiring. Uh, and to inspire uh haskell hexbane has to be inspired so there's a potential for her if haskell dies before she inspires she's gonna have a hard time getting there um i.e impossible without power card help uh but her inspired side her uh volley pistol switches from uh two smash to three fury uh it retains that same volley rule for so either an extra dice or an extra two damage Uh, and it also gets cleave so uh, pretty good, and then she actually has one of the best uh, best yeah. scything attacks in the game. It's a three smash, two damage scything with her dual axes. It's quite um, good. Yeah, that is that's like yeah, that's right up there with the very top <laughs> on uh, on scything uh, attacks. So uh, yeah, pretty pretty cool. It's going to be easy to lose her early, but she can really do some things um, if she if she can find a way to hang around. Yeah. I I do think, and and we'll see this with Pac, the next fighter here as well, but none of them ever go above three move. And I think that is something that definitely is probably going to come up in mm-hmm. their gameplay mm-hmm. um, going like beyond what happened in our game. Yeah. Uh, but so Pac, the last human, he's, he's a funky looking fella. <laughs> um, so he is three move, two block, which is pretty mm-hmm. nice, and mm-hmm. just two health. So mm-hmm. you do not want him getting pinged at all. <laughs> yeah. um, 
Funny you should he, mention that. <laughs> yeah, well, and he's got his crossbow launcher. I it's sort of a strange name. Uh because that makes me think that it launches crossbows, but maybe that's just me. Um <laughs> it's range three, two smash for two damage. It's pretty nice for a ranged attack. It's pretty great. Uh, it's got knockback one. But it's also got this weird rule called reload that says he can only make one of these attacks per phase. As previously seen on Storm of Celestis. Yep. So uh, it's quite good, but he only gets to do it once. Uh, Yeah. So it's okay. Um, There was a part of me that thought, hey, maybe this should be something you should always be able to do because it doesn't seem like he's going to do that much. Uh, but in retrospect, I think that might be too strong, so it probably works out. Yeah. There's some, there's some, uh, connection with some other rules that might, might make that a little bit rough. Uh, one, one adjustment to consider with, when you're thinking about some of these defensive profiles, uh, especially on Pac, uh, or inspired Bridget is that if they can hang out close to Amos, they've got that one extra support since they are hunters, uh, which makes them uh, a little bit better. Yeah, multiple dice with support is really good. Yeah. Um, so he he also doesn't get a ton out of inspiring, but his his inspire is that if one of either one of the dogs is out of action, he will inspire. Mm-hmm. Um, the dogs sort of go along with him. Uh, once he is inspired, he goes to knockback two and three smash on the crossbow launcher. Um, he does actually have a range one attack, but it's two smash one damage and that does not change from, or no, oh, he's two fury on the first side. Wow. That's really yeah. bad. <laughs> um, didn't come up in our game surprisingly enough. Nope. Uh, and then I guess I'll just quickly say, since the dogs kind of go with him, the dogs are both four speed, one dodge two health with a two fury attack with one damage. Um, if one of the dogs goes out of action, the other dog will inspire. So similar to Pac. Or if uh, Pac goes down, they'll both inspire. Uh, Yes, it does say that. Um, And when they do inspire, they get one more Fury and one more Dodge. But the important thing about the dogs, they have a cool reaction. Uh, What is it called? Loyal Hound. Yeah. Uh, So Loyal Hound is really cool and really annoying (laughs) after a friendly hunter makes a move action so that could be just a move or a charge Mm -hmm. then this fighter gets to make a move action yep uh you can figure out what to do with that but it is really good yeah uh Uh, having having just played a whole lot of uh cunning crew which has a, a similar thing where you can trigger extra moves man that is great and this is this is, uh, I would say it's, it's in many ways much more flexible than that. Cause they don't have to be anywhere near the yeah. hunter that's doing it. Um, they can just keep going. Like they, uh, I think at one point I had moved one of the dogs two or three times. Three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think rat rat spike was just like running all over the place. It was pretty great. Um, so yeah, that that's uh, that's important. And there's one other rule which is pretty pretty uh, crucial. And this one doesn't have a particular name, um, but it's that uh, well, one they cannot be hunters, which is actually that this warband might be busted if they were. Yeah, that'd be uh, really really gross. Yeah, 
especially since if you made them both hunters, they could just move infinitely. They would just react after each other moving. Yes, that's true. Uh, but uh, uh, also the first one of the dogs that dies gives up no bounty. So uh, yes. uh, rat spike only gives up bounty if uh, grot biter is out of action and vice versa, which I really love that. It's a, it's a really small touch, but I think it's great. Uh, it lets you be more risky. It lets you play more thematically with them. That's uh, that was really fun. Yeah. And, and it effectively, I mean, so there's still six fighters, but it sort of effectively means they really only count as being five, which is really nice um, mm. for like keeping the glory bleed down. Uh, and then they just have one more rule, which is universal to all of the hunters. Do you want to just run that one down quick? Yeah. And this one's pretty important. Uh, it, it, uh, it is called price of victory and is use this after a friendly hunter is dealt damage that would take them out of action after the out of action check, give this fighter one upgrade from your hand or remove one charge or one move token from this fighter. Do not spend any glory points when you play that card. So you can basically, if one of the four hunters dies, you can play out an upgrade for free or you can remove a move or charge token. Uh, and this triggers when they're dealt enough damage that would kill them. So you can actually, this happens from attack actions. This happens from, uh, if an enemy uses, oh, I don't know, suffocating mists. To, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it happens if you have a, uh, an action, you know, like, a uh, well, like Kishitaka can, uh, can ping somebody, <laughs> um, but it also uh, will trigger on lethals. So if you get driven back into a lethal or if you're feeling real crazy, choose to walk into a lethal, yeah. uh, it'll trigger on friendly gambits. So if you are, you know, huffing that reaver dust and <laughs> and you go with, uh, what was it, like burning rage? Uh, what was uh, the... Uh, yeah, burning wrath. Burning wrath. If you, if you pick that up and uh, kill one of these guys with that, uh, you can, you, that'll trigger this ability. So, uh, it's, it's very flexible as far as that goes. Yeah. Um, and what's important is that I, I love that it's two sided, right? So if, if you send your important fighter in early, like someone that you've got a couple upgrades on or something like that, uh, often people will say, well, that person is, that fighter is done for the round. I'm going to ignore them. I'll just go clean up these other very low wound fighters. But if they do that, then you can peel charge tokens off, uh, yeah. of that first fighter. Now, if they say, okay, well, actually, I got to still worry about this guy uh, instead of instead of going after the other ones, then if they do manage to kill your particularly good fighter, you get a head start on the the follow-up ones. Your your second wave gets to jumpstart. They, they, if you had an upgrade in hand, you can get it on them. So yeah. lots of uh, lots of flexibility, and I think, I think it makes for some more difficult decisions from the other side of the table, which is always uh, a bonus. Definitely does. Um, we can talk some more about how those decisions play out sure. while we run down this game. Yeah. So we we played one game. Uh, we did not have time to do a best of three, but um, I think we got a good feel for how they work. Mm -hmm. uh, we played your Hexbane into my Stalkers. Yeah, we figured it'd be good to play against something that you're pretty familiar with. You've been playing mm -hmm. some other things recently, but... Um, yeah, it would have been a weird... A weird matchup if I had played Reavers, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been insane. Um, but 
Uh, and actually, I guess it's even worth mentioning. I didn't mention this with the uh, with the reaction, but their their reaction with uh, for uh, when one of their hunters dies, it happens during the attack action at a, a specific time during. So it does not it does not block the uh, after attack action uh, or after activation window, which is pretty important and and would have yeah. been important if we had played them into reavers because there's uh, uh, some things that trigger off that. So it's very true uh, and worth it for your own things because you could you know use this to uh, trigger the price of victory thing and also still get the dark sacrifice off or something like that. If you, yeah, some, yeah, yeah it'd be good anyway. Uh, so that's, that's the matchup we picked. We, we thought uh, you knew that warband well enough that there wouldn't be too clunky yeah. and, and they're also warband that's relevant in the meta right now. Yes. Um, so worth very that, relevant. You know. um, yep. Maybe not like top, top tier, but they're good right now. I don't know. It'd be there. There some people who uh, would make an argument for it. So we'll, yeah, they're they're really good. Um, yeah. I don't know. They're they're up there. Well, yeah, we can quibble about. We can tears. we That's can agree that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I had to make a deck, and we decided to go with championship for this. Uh, uh, there's, uh, I don't know. We just we thought we'd uh, take that spin on it since I think uh, a lot of people are interested in that. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, as always, if you want to get that rivals content, I think a good place for you to go. And I don't know how fast they'll have something out, but uh, is the uh, uh, battle mallet podcast. Yep. So uh, I'd expect some good stuff from them on this rivals deck um, without too much delay after this. We'll see. Yeah. Um, we're actually going to use our next episode to kind of get into the deck I built uh, give you a chance to kind of pick apart the choices me to express some regrets or, uh, points of pride with, uh, with the way I went with it. <laughs> um, so we're not going to break it down, uh, fully here. Um, but I'll just say in general, I looked at it and I saw a few things. I, I liked that you had that extra movement. I thought there were some chances for additional accuracy. Um, I considered some routes with support because the dogs are easy to get in. I just wasn't sure how long they'd stay alive. Yep. But the, the one thing I was confident in was that um, I was likely to lose a lot of guys. Uh, and so I went with Pure <laughs> Carnage, which was a nice nice dovetail with our previous episode. So yeah. we, you know that we're comfortable in our wheelhouse if we're getting Pure Carnage back in the <laughs> So It's actually a really good card. Like, if you've got a lot of fighters, it's mm. just, I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> uh, and that was it. We, we set up, this is uh, played via webcam. So you had all, yeah. all manner of uh, proxies to try and keep track of what was going because we've always yeah. got the, only, the one. Only the one set of the models. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was it. We we jump in. Uh, you Let's see, we, we rolled off. and uh, yep. yep, quibbled it back and forth. I think I actually, I think Hexbane won the roll off. And uh, I considered saying, like trying to make your, your uh, Inspire difficult by stealing more of the objectives like having three mm -hmm. and i decided that uh just with the placements being the way they were uh it was going to be more important to make sure that i was able to place aggressively i was really worried about the move three with this warband that if yeah. i got uh stranded so um i wanted them all to be able to and there's a lot of fighters so it kind of changes the boards that are available to you 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 have a little bit of an advantage that you have enough uh ranged fighters that they can be a little bit back like quiet Pac can still be relevant from six away with his move three and range mm -hmm. three attack. Yep. Um, that all said, uh, I decided in fact that I would let you have the extra objective and I would place the boards. How, so we kind of knew what you were thinking about in terms of placing your models. What were you thinking about in placing your objectives? 
so I did put in, um, I, the, the only real thing was I wanted to try to make it a little bit more challenging for you, but also, uh, I was looking to be able to score, uh, horrors in the dark. I thought yeah. that was an uh, easy one to score the dog. So I, I did a little bit of placement with that, uh, to kind of set that up. Um, and then, uh, on, on impulse, I ended up putting down, I think an extra cover, just figuring that my defensive profiles were not great. Maybe it would help, but it probably helps you more than, than me. So, uh, in retrospect, I I might not do that again. Yeah. Um, and so I was actually doing pretty similar hex placements. Um, the deck that I have right now for, uh, stalkers does most of the flip things, Mm -hmm. um, shockingly enough yeah. um and so i wanted to have some hexes just across the line so i could also score horrors in the dark mm-hmm. but also have access to um a number of objectives uh, near the middle of the board so i didn't have to like stretch the warband too thin um and then have easy access to flips so mm-hmm. everything kind of ended up in the middle which in retrospect, was probably not that good for me, but I thought it would mean I'd have easy scores to start the game. Sure. I uh, I didn't feel super great about the objective placements once they were down. I, I did feel good about my fighters. Part of that was because I totally forgot that Amos doesn't provide a, a defensive benefit to the dogs. So I, <laughs> yeah. I had him shouting encouragement at the dogs who were like, what are you, what are you doing, dude? We only yeah. lost a buck. So uh-huh. uh, that, was, uh, that was a little bit of a whoops. Uh, my, my main goal was just to set up where clack truck couldn't uh just run up and one shot haskell because yes i didn't want to yeah. lose him immediately <laughs> i figured i figured he was going to be vulnerable at some point but i'd rather lose almost anyone else so yeah yeah there. and so speaking of clack truck uh when we roll roll off for the start of the game i won the roll off and figuring that i wanted to be able to get onto objectives and also figuring that I was going to get shot at, I decided mm. that I would start and take the first action, even though usually I would pass on the first activation so I can be reactive. Mm. Um, I think overall, that's not a bad decision here. I just, it didn't work out. So I charge yeah. in with Clacktrock. He can get onto an objective hex and be adjacent to Amos. So I figure, hey, I could get a kill here and be on an objective in enemy territory. Feels yeah. good. I, I think this is actually a pretty decent thing because if you inspire and all of a sudden you're two block in cover, got an objective, yep. so you're a little bit closer to inspire, you're helping yourself on objectives. I, I had no complaint with this uh, at all. I thought yeah. this is actually a pretty strong play. So the club misses, which yep. has Ooh. been uh, pretty par for the course for my clack shock lately. Uh, mm-hmm. He just does not land his club attacks very often, but he landed his bite on one fury. So that, you know, there you go. So <laughs> yeah. I do end up getting inspired, feel pretty yeah. good that at least I got the inspiration, even though I don't have the kill drive Amos back. So he doesn't get free attacks back at me. Yeah. Um, and that is my first turn. I don't score anything there. I don't believe. Um, no. and so I'm just sort of set up now with a charged clack truck who is pretty unappealing as a target now. Yeah, it looks terrible, and my guys without upgrades are are not really uh, raring to go as far as uh, accuracy things uh, things go. Um, I had a hand with four gambits. There were several pushes in there and an accuracy boost, and only one upgrade. Uh, so I was like, ah, you know, like price of victory for cheating an upgrade out. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's only going to have one chance to trigger in this first round. Uh, I did mulligan pure carnage away and ended up drawing into a hand that was uh, everything to prove sudden revelation and uh, contest to equal. So I had a triple surge hand. I was like, ah, oh, this feels pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then... <laughs> Uh, and then the dice just ended up being where contest the equals just stared at me and, uh, <laughs> and even, even, uh, everything to prove, you know, cause you, you got the bite through. I was like, well, Amos isn't going to give it up. I don't know. We'll see. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at clack track being like, no, thank you. He's done for the round. Maybe I can just ignore him. Like I, I got away with, uh, got away with one here. Uh, so I have a chance to send Pac forward. Pac runs, runs up, shoots a crossbow at Kishitaka. Uh, and I, I made a mistake here where I did not, I had a chance to play the actually both uh, like you stand accused, which is the one that is, uh, pick a, pick a target. There is a plus one to hit that target until they end an activation in your territory at the end of the round. Yeah. Uh, so there was no reason not to play it here. I think I was like maybe trying to not, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but, <laughs> um, but Pac runs forward and one of the loyal dogs, uh, runs up and grabs on the Kishitaka's leg so that he can't get out of the way of the grenade crossbow. And uh, I plonk yeah. him one and uh, felt pretty good. And uh, I felt pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had Kishitaka within one. And uh, uh, on top of that, I had maneuvered. I had uh, uh, Pac on uh, a hex and uh, Rat Spike on a hex. And so I was able to score Sudden Revelation in that power step. So yeah. get the glory right out of the gate. Um, and get some damage on an important fighter. So feeling pretty good. Yeah. Um, at this point, uh, I I make play. So I'm looking at my options. Um, mm. Targets don't look great. I do want to go after Haxel. Uh, uh, we're going to get a lot of uh, hate tweets. It's Haskell. Haskell, H-A-S-K. yes. Yep. Yep. Yes, Haskell. Right. Uh, <laughs> um. And, but I'm like, okay, I could go after him with like Wachi, who'd then be in like super danger. No, because uh, it's got Bridget and um, Amos is still lurking around. And so it's like, okay, uh, two wound guy can't, can't kill him anyway. So charging in feels bad. Uh, Autopodal could maybe put a token on him, but then he'd be in range to shoot me back. So um, looking at Pac, I thought Pac had three wounds, but he only has two. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. The two block guy who's standing in cover, I think I'll just try and take care of this now. Um, so I use Kishi's special ability that lets yeah. him just put a damage on somebody. So I was like, okay, Pac, you're just taking one. And so then it's like, okay, so you set him up with one damage. Now what? Uh, well, I probably dump too many power cards, but I use confusion to get him back onto a cover hex. And then I use the, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, confusion and then suffocating mist, suffocating mist. That's the one. Uh, and then I put another damage on him there with, to get the kill in the power step, which is like, okay, uh, kind of, you know, dragging a little bit there. Cause I just had to burn two pretty valuable power cards, but, uh, I was worried that, a two block fighter in cover would be pretty hard to move. Um, so I'll take the free kill. Yeah. And I can get it. And in retrospect, now that I think about it, uh, clack truck had been on a cover hex. Yes. Next to him, uh, on a, on a gloom token. And so this confusion actually moves clack truck onto an objective 
So that's that's a that's actually, actually yes. a powerful yeah, yeah, play. That was a big deal. Yeah. Um so still still some profit there. Off of the kill though, you get to apply. <laughs> yeah. The... I uh, I throw down the charmed horseshoe and this yeah. is a uh, plus one dice at any range for accuracy and also gives ensnare. Um, this is kind of a weird thing because I got it for free. You didn't know this at the time, but I didn't no. actually have anything else to spend my glory on. Oh, so because uh, <laughs> I had the other the other cards were all gambits. Um, but I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like I, you know, it'll if I draw into stuff next round, I'll be I'll be well set up for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, throw that on Haskell, and also that's feeling pretty good. He's four fury. Like, Four right, Fury and this. Snare yeah. with Grievous. Four Fury and Snare, sure. Um, and uh, I, I, I was kind of setting this up where I was like, if I can get that two damage on Kishi, I've got a way to get Haskell up to uh, uh, to throw some throw some damage in. I do that on my turn. I, I actually do play the uh, the accuracy boost, which I neglected to help Pac out with last round. <laughs> Pac was uh, fine. Pac had it. <laughs> yeah. Well, then Haskell comes in and he's uh, he's thrown five Fury uh, with a single Yikes. support into two dodge. Uh, feels pretty good. I throw the five dice and I only get one success. I'm like, man, that is rough. You roll your two and you're like, oh, I got the dodge. And I was like, oh, no, you didn't. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I felt bad. <laughs> Forgot yeah. that the horseshoe also gives ensnare, which feels bad. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, that inspires your leader, mm-hmm. uh, which also inspires Bridget. Yep, and that's that's uh, that's big because Bridget is all of a sudden yeah. much better protected. So feels real bad. <laughs> uh, uh, there was a little bit of maneuvering here. Uh, I think you were gearing up. You put a um, a speed boost on Watchy. I think you were eyeing up an objective kind of I deep was. in the territory. Uh, uh, yes, <laughs> me I, and honestly, I I was. Uh, I didn't see this. I didn't recognize that as a thing you were hoping to do. Um, but, uh, I wasn't sure exactly what was going down. I thought maybe, you know, uh, maybe Amos was going to get, you know, killed by Watchy's spear. So, uh, I used swarming advance while I still had the chance, um, a card I kind of liked because the, the dogs could get up in enemy territory easily and, uh, pulled some fighters for you forward and accidentally, uh, blocked you off from yeah. getting to the objective you wanted. Yeah, you walled me out, which yep. felt felt like a good play on your part. I, it evidently was an accident, but <laughs> uh, so it didn't leave. So, so the double play for me was that I had horrors in the dark. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be on an objective in your territory, and Bridget was adjacent to that objective. So, mm-hmm. if I could run around into that objective, I could then try and stab her with the two damage spear, which would get me a kill. Yeah. Um, Sort of a high risk play, but I felt like it was worth it because she's pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since you blocked it off, I just kind of had to just take what was left, and that was just to run onto a cover hex uh, that Pac was on to try and put some more damage out and pick up horrors. So yeah. got the horrors, did not hit the attack. Um, feels okay, but it's like, man, that's not why. Like, I, if I had known i wouldn't be able to make the run i wouldn't have played the speed boost so you yeah. know uh ended up being a wasted power card and i'd already burned two power cards so i was down pretty much to nothing at that point yeah um and i i may have uh written a bad note in here i think you may have actually landed this hit uh but i had the uh by hook or by crook to reduce it to just one damage um that sounds correct i think i hit amos yeah. and only did the one uh i think you hit haskell amos amos has already taken one from a bite 
So yes, that was why Amos had one damage. I was like, yeah, hard to keep track when you're can't sure. see everything on the boards. Uh, yeah. But yes, so um, not ideal for me. Yeah. And Amos does get inspired because I was swinging at, at Haskell. So yes, yeah, I was swinging yeah. at Haskell. Uh, and this, I remember thinking like, ah, by hook or by crook, like at least, at least I got to use it. I kind of was like, I don't, this doesn't seem super important. I'll just burn it out of my hand. It doesn't feel like the difference between one or two damages is, is that big a deal, but it kind of is. Cause you had a lot of one damage guys. Like you still had auto yeah. bottle. You still had, um, is it talk who has the blowpipe? Talk has um, the blowpipe. Yes. Yep. So you, you still had a number of sources of one damage. And so it basically kept Haskell out of, uh, the threat of being killed, which, uh, which is pretty nifty if I do say so. Myself, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I had held, I, I had been thinking of, uh, burning a, um, a push on you to try and get you off of something. I, I forgot about horrors in the dark being a possibility. So, uh, I had a, I had a chance to have pushed clack truck off of there, but, oh man, um, but I, I, I held on to it and you know, it wasn't, I, it wasn't the worst play in the world to have done that, but yeah, um, it, it was what it was. So, uh, I didn't want to use it early and I ended up giving you that horse in the dark that kept you in it. So all of a sudden we're at, uh, one to one. Um, also I continue to watch like, uh, chip damage land on people. I'm like, Oh man, I don't know if I, I don't know if Phil's ever going to get primacy at this rate. Nope. Uh, this, uh, this everything to prove is looking a little grim. Uh, cause I, <laughs> cause I, I actually had primacy at that point. And, uh, and when I had scored the, um, uh, sudden revelation, I'd drawn into underdog and I was like, Oh, oh man. Uh, so, but I was still, and then the uh, same thing where a uh, contest that equals kept on, uh, missing. Cause we we're, we we're each either landing attacks or, or you'd whiff and I'd roll a, uh, I'd roll a defense. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I still felt good looking at my hand, but it started to be a little less good than the initial, like three surges, uh, appeared to be, um, but, uh, yeah, I still had Amos to go. Uh, Amos was, uh, looking around and he said, well, uh, Phil's on two objectives. I've got somebody within like, uh, range for Amos to charge. Uh, I can bring a dog in, um, and get extra support. I don't remember if I was on one or two supports, but basically I, uh, I was able to bring the other dog in to, to stack up a little bit of extra help on watching and, and now, uh, Amos is inspired. So he was coming in three smash supported and kills Watchy back off that objective, which is, which is a big deal. It kept you, uh, away from, yeah. um, away from that. So I don't know if at some point in this round, you also scored instinctive tactics off I, the, uh, fight. yes, I, yeah. I managed to get a, just a rando push from skittish in here to be able to pick up the extra reaction to score that yeah i don't remember exactly when it happened it didn't really matter Uh, i was just have somebody within range to do it i'm sure it was watchy who did it yeah Um, uh but at this point we're uh two to two uh but i do have a couple of kills under my belt yeah which is feeling pretty good so and very crucially uh kishi is already dead and that ices me out of a couple objectives already so mm-hmm. um feels bad mm-hmm. uh so at this point i am just hoping that i can get on some more objectives and start to just lay down a little bit more damage just to set up for the next round so i move autopodle up so that he can try and lock bridget out for the mm-hmm. rest of the round um and be on the objective um, and he's on two dodge so being in cover kind of helps 
Yeah. So he moves forward, goes for the charge, but he needs crits and can't do it. So yep. uh, no hit on Bridget. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you are on an objective, and this is this a uh, hypnotic buzz that I had saved is now actually pretty handy here. Yep. Because so. uh, <laughs> Adapotl wanders off the objective he just stepped onto, steps into a crowd with like uh, double supports, and that also yeah. gives bridget the opportunity to uh charge on and she uh does not use her volley pistol because she doesn't need to she's got her three smash yeah. uh, act as attack fully supported that's pretty high odds yep. even even into two dodge and she scores another kill so i've got three dead primacy uh so i'm sitting on three glory with primacy coming my way as well um yeah feeling real good uh in my power step though uh you delve with uh clack truck Yep. And uh, I totally forget that dominant position is a thing. I was like, yeah, I don't need to delve anywhere. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm, I'm feeling good. I, I, I forgot that I was trying to stop other things than just the Inspire. It's really too and bad I, I uh, wasn't playing making a statement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez. So uh, I, I give up uh, dominant position for absolutely no particularly good reason, uh, which ties it back up. I think we end up on four to four with yes. me with one spin. Um. Uh, and I also make a mistake here where I, I have enough people with chip damage on them. Uh, I'm end up giving, I end up hanging on both to everything to prove and underdog. I should have gotten at least a rid of at least one, maybe both. Yep. Um, contest to equals is fine to hang on to it. It's probably going to score at some point, but, uh, I, it felt like a, a great round that ended me on a, uh, on a equal glory, uh, footing, which is like, Oh, okay. Yeah. But there was a lot of time left, and I had very poor quality fighters to try and make up the difference. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how Clacktrack feels about being told he's well, a poor quality fighter. He's, but... <laughs> he's a very good fighter, I, I should say, no, I guess. But he's, he is, but he's only range fighter. one, right? Yeah. yeah so One range a... one fighter. So yeah. he's probably getting one or two attacks in. Yeah. So we go to round two. Uh, things are tight i believe you win the roll off here but you give me the, the action mm -hmm. um so i've got three fighters left talk and uh Shepik are both hanging out in my backfield clack truck is up front on the objective but can't make any attacks yeah i specifically gave you this because uh i didn't really care about the other two and clack truck was range one and not adjacent to anybody so i was like yeah. all right I'll give Phil a kind of a nothing activation to start with. Uh, make sure that if you have any pushes that you don't have a chance to use them early to get Clacktrock into a position to, to start swinging, you know, in that first and get more activations out of them. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So forces me to wait on a Clacktrock. So I, I'm just sort of like thinking about, I'm like, do I just draw power card? Like, what do I do here? And I just figure, you know, if I can just any damage at this point is value. So mm -hmm. with only three fighters, I'll take the free shot that I've got with Tox, Blow Dart. It's really bad, but it's like, maybe. Yep. Uh, but I miss. So yep. sort of a nothing first activation. But yep. um, I, it, it was sort of a bad a bad spot to be in. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm looking at it. I'm saying, well, he's in a bad spot and nothing has changed. So I'm not going to change the board state at all. Uh, I've got Haskell in range. I'll try and get lucky and push four fury through on two block and cover um not the most amazing odds but uh if i do i get two damage and then all of a sudden clack is 
worrying about getting killed. He can't really operate with quite as much impunity. Uh, and it goes off. Um, yep. Haskell, Haskell lands a hit, which is pretty, pretty sweet. Pretty nice. Yeah. Now it is heading towards your second activation. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling good because uh, you're still down at your three fighters. You're still kind of in that same board position, but you have a chance now to uh, change the board position. I do, and I play center of attention so that I can mm-hmm. get Clacktrock to be able to make some attacks without yeah. having to charge. So yeah. pull Amos back in, and Clack says, let's, let's do this one more time. And I think you get, uh, do you get soundless step on clack as well here? Uh, so this yes. is, this is a rough combination. I, I, I go from like clack is going to get one to like, oh, now clack can swing and he's going to be able to step and swing. Like, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the idea anyway. <laughs> so he's yeah, got yeah. soundless step and he, yeah. he wants to do some work. Uh, but before he gets to go to work. Yeah. I realized that I've got a chance. Uh, I have put, um, I've actually put, uh, uh, Grievous, uh, fighter's ferocity on Haskell. It's a little bit wasted. Uh, like it, it's, it's a little unnecessary on him, uh, except for the fact that I have their, uh, card that has him throw a stake. And I was like, well, you know yeah. what? I, I could get lucky and just lob a stake at, uh, clack throw. Uh, if I, if I can roll a crit, then that's yeah. a, a two damage thing. And that's, and he'll have to roll a crit to stop it. So that's, that's totally worth the gamble. Um, it does not land, but it does finally trigger uh, contest the equals. So um, yeah. that's worth it. You know, gave it, it card. It, uh, yeah. Land uh, cycle, so. And it was something I was not prepared for at all. <laughs> um, yeah. As soon as you played down the card, I was like, oh, no, Clacktrack's just going <laughs> to die here. <laughs> After setting himself up to have supports. Uh, yeah. For yeah, yeah, right. Haskell. So it was like... Yeah just praying that he doesn't die. Uh, and then the score off of that felt especially bad. Um, but clack did get his chance. He did get to try and club Amos again, and he did so, uh, very well. So Mm -hmm. gets his kill. Um, soundless steps, uh, staying in cover, I believe, but moving to be adjacent, uh, to be Mm -hmm. threatening again, Mm -hmm. uh, for the next round. Yep. Uh, and I'm in an interesting position because you're actually in no one's territory. And one of the objectives I have in hand is, uh, it's a hybrid, but the caveat I'm trying to work towards is, uh, get all of your fighters into, uh, like if all, all enemy fighters are in the same terror, same player's territory, then I can score it for two glory. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yep. man, clack truck is in no one's territory, which is not helping me at all. So I'm, <laughs> I'm Hammond and Han, um, and I think I, I feel like I'm in a position where I can kind of, if I hadn't given up that easy um, dominant position, then I'd be real real sitting pretty. But uh, Amos's death meant that I gave Iron Nails to uh, to Bridget. So she's got three Fury, two damage, uh, but she can also, she basically got a, a Tome of Offerings, uh, yeah. equivalent so she's got an extra glory for a kill so she's kind of eyeing up your backfield i think she might have a line on i can't remember if she's got a line on talk or or um uh, Shepic, uh, shield shield little shield bro with his club just hanging yeah. out and so i'm thinking here like i could do that i could charge her away and also run a dog away like because there's a dog like i could just start clearing out from clack uh and if clack finds a way to kill uh somebody like if he gets into haskell and kill then i can kind of reset um 
reset Bridget and turn around and come back. But uh, after after some hemming hawing, I decided like, no, actually, I'll, I'll send Bridget in. I can get her up to uh, three smash, fully supported on clack truck. Uh, feels pretty good, but I I don't quite seal the deal. So yeah, clack truck, uh, uh, tanks this one, which uh, I, this is the riskier play. This is the like if I can pull this off, I've, I've, the game is over. Uh, if I don't, then I've given you more targets, and now I'm in trouble. Yes. So, uh, Clackjock's now ready to go again, and mm-hmm. he tries to take out Haskell, which uh, you have the note here that I hadn't even considered at the time, but it would have been bad uh, because you, if I had killed him, you would do mm-hmm. then get to pull that charge token off. Yeah. Um, Bridget would be back in play again. Yeah, which is something I hadn't considered. I would have felt really bad if that had happened because I was <laughs> like in the. I was in the operating mode that like score is low, score is close. If I can just keep getting kills with clack truck, I'll just catch up and yep. then maybe outscore with some of these higher scoring uh, end face cards that I've got. Yeah. And on top of everything else, I'm still holding on to uh, underdog and everything to prove. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you, you finishing with a kill. I was like, yeah, I mean, this actually could work out great. Bridget will get fired back up. Um, I can send her off somewhere and then I've got, three glory worth of objectives that'll score off of the primacy going to you. Um, but, uh, you stayed, you stayed in character and missed this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's clack tribe for you. Yeah. Uh, does not try. It does try the bite and the bite also. Tries the bite, okay, yeah. bite is missing as well, yeah. but that's not, yeah, that's the one that should be missing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and that leaves, uh, Haskell, with the opportunity to uh, take, I believe at this point, it might even be a uh, four dice fully supported shot into clack. Yeah. Uh, and that lands and it drops clack. And that uh, we kind of commit to playing out the round because the, the score is not drastically out of whack here. Right? Yeah. Like, um, and again, it's a thing that you don't know, but I'm looking, I'm still looking at everything to prove an underdog being like, dang it. <laughs> like these. this is this is a mistake on my part i I think it was fine to include him i think like ditching him uh yeah yeah, the right play so for this matchup for sure yeah Yeah, and and i'm you know having played the lizards a ton i know that even with just the two rando lizards you can still score a lot of glory Mm -hmm. it's just a lot of work Mm -hmm. um so i just figure you know i'll i'll hang around in this um, I'll see if I can pull something crazy off. So I, I go with talk cause he's got the blowpipe. I am trying to set up for, um, what's it called? It is called find a path. So I'm trying to set up for find a path cause I only need one fighter to do it. Um, and I can use his skittish reaction to finally get into your territory. Uh, so I charge into no one's territory, take a shot cause it's, Again, just a free shot. I mm. uh, might as well if I was mm-hmm. going to need to move forward anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is really inaccurate, so he misses again. <laughs> yeah, uh, which isn't surprising. It's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, so he's just sitting there, like getting ready to get punked. So I'm like, <laughs> I guess we're putting unfeeling resilience on a two wound fighter and just hoping that you don't like spike for three plus damage yeah uh, and this is the thing where like i was previously I was like oh, it's kind of a waste to have uh to have put in fighters ferocity on haskell because <laughs> here i'm like oh cool yeah <laughs> it, 
it actually matters now. He's got a reason. And this actually gave me, uh, I had an interesting decision to make here. Because again, the aforementioned, I think the uh, objective is proof of guilt. Uh, yes. I had to, you were in no man's land again. I was like, damn. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and you had, you still had uh, uh, Shepik back in your territory. So I'm like, uh, I either have to kill Tok or drive Tok back into your territory in order to uh, successfully do this. And I have a, I have one of the dogs is close enough to give me some help. So I'm about to take a four fury supported attack. The crit is all that matters really for the kill. Cause without the crit, there's not enough to kill. Yep. Um, and so I do like there, I could get an angle where I could get the dog in to force a trap. And so I'm like, well, do I force the trap so that if I roll the crit, there's no way he can crit out. I was like, no, it's, it's more important to get enough successes like I should, I should run in, set the dog up to give me supports so that yeah. I, I have a better chance to like tie on anything and drive you back. And that's too glory that I'll get. And I, I can come back at it later and, and get the kill. I've got the whole round three to do that and not a lot of threats. Um, and he's, he's not got any chance to inspire. So his damage profiles aren't going to get better. So this, this is the way forward. Uh, this but is then, the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> the, the way is to run in and crit. So yeah, uh, just get the I, kill. Yeah. Haskell Haskell continues on his tear. He uh, accounted for Kishi, Clacktrack, and Shepik in this uh, in this particular battle. Yeah. So, Pretty um, rough. Not uh, not messing around. He his his friends kind of set him up like he didn't do it on his own. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that that breaks my will at that point. It's like nope, that's <laughs> enough. Uh, and and I know at that point yeah. that I I don't have any route to scoring really mm-hmm. anything else in the deck um, mm-hmm. so there was no real point to play anything out at that point so i concede um score was actually very close but if we played out the third round i'm sure you would have been able to run away with some scores um yeah i, I would, because i had killed uh five of you and probably would have gotten the six i was i was looking at uh, pure carnage in the the best way possible to get it which is yeah yeah <laughs> one of your own and six of the other <laughs> yeah exactly uh so yeah I, I felt i felt pretty good about the the way forward um uh i guess we didn't really talk about your your first impressions of this war band but uh let's sure let's talk about them now uh, and how they compared with what you what you thought uh so um after having played a game, uh, what do you think about him, and how does that compare to what you thought about him before you played the game? Yeah, so my initial read on them after having gotten to look at all the fighters and the cards, um, well, they... I'm going to interrupt because your initial initial read you had just you're kind of <laughs> live texting me when uh, when you I I sent them I I photographed yeah. them and sent them over to you and uh, I I could almost even find your your reply here. <laughs> Probably could. Um, <laughs> Like, because so usually when I evaluate a warband, I start by looking at the fighters because you kind of yep. need to know what the fighters are doing to be able to start building your deck. So I'm like, okay, I look at all these fighter cards and I'm like, they're all pretty fragile. Attack profiles aren't amazing. They're really slow. They feel mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, yeah, they're really thematic, but yeah. there's a lot sort of that you have to do to make that work. Yeah, I think um, you said have only looked at the fighter cards and they are worse than I would have imagined. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I I honestly I expected more. Um, yeah. I just thought they would be able to do more. Turns out that the way they do more is with uh, their their cards. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so so then after getting through all the cards i was like whoa wait a minute like with free upgrades and the quality of these upgrades these guys are going to be definitely aggro for sure um probably trying to make the most of being able to shoot people so i was Mm -hmm. really sort of afraid of just getting shot a lot um and i didn't really want to like have to position into spots where you were just getting take free shots Mm. um but as i mentioned at the beginning i kind of ended up in that situation just because of my game plan like Mm. everything was sort of centralized in the boards and it was like oh no like (laughs) i'm walking right into this it's the thing i didn't want to do hoisted on my own petard here (laughs) uh i want to be on hexes and the hexes set me up to be shot Mm. um so in that sense it kind of played out the way that i expected it to and that you would just sort of move forward and try and shoot me and chop me up um but the thing i did not expect was how much the positioning and the dogs would play into making your mediocre attacks very good yes Um, yeah the extra supports pretty much at will was really nasty um And there were multiple attacks where I was like, okay, I got two successes, but the only successes were support successes. Yeah. And I know that's that's circumstantial, but uh, there Still were plenty though. of yeah, plenty of attacks in this that was like this would have been a this would have been a whiff if not for uh, the supports that I'm getting right now. Yeah, and and in the in the process of the game, I was thinking about like, well, you know, I could just start, I could take a dog out just to clear the board but you don't get anything for killing the dogs. And like you only have so many actions and Mm -hmm. you don't really want to be taking time. It's, it's sort of like when a fighter has, um, Omega's offering out. Mm. It's like, Ooh, can I really afford to take an action to kill a fighter that I'm not going to benefit from really? Yeah. I mean, it's almost better than that though, because well, it's different, right? Like, at, at least with Omega's, you get something and you can buy upgrades here. You, you get, yeah, you can't even, you can't even seed glory out of it. Yeah. yeah. So like first activation of the game, I've got a clack chalk ready to go. There's two dogs that are super easy to hit, but like I get nothing from doing that. Uh, yeah. if, even if I hit, well, I mean, I guess if I hit them, I inspire, but like, um, that's not a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't right. get seed glory. You can't play upgrades. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty rough uh it makes for some weird choices it would inspire the other dog um which is not what you want either um and Pac, although mm-hmm. he does i mean he's still pretty good without being inspired but he's okay but that that one shot he's gonna take each round gets yeah uh, it a gets lot more a accurate lot, a lot three scarier. smash two damage yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, they put you in, I, I guess the, the thing I wasn't expecting was like getting put into lose, lose situations in a lot of cases mm. where it's like, it doesn't really matter what you do here. They're going to benefit in some way. Yeah. Um, somebody yeah. inspires, somebody gets to remove a token somebody gets an upgrade. Yeah. Like every time you hit them, they kind of get a little bit of a bounce in power to make up for it. Sure. Um, I can see that. So decisions felt bad i also i don't think i played the match very well but like because of the way i set up i don't know that i could have really played it any differently either which i would play i would set up the board totally differently if i was going (laughs) to play them again yeah Um, i would want to try and sit back a little bit more um but yeah they 
they seem good. I would love to see them some more. Um, it's a couple of different cards that I think make them really stand out. But uh, what were your impressions after having played them before we dig into some card impressions? So it was similar to you where I, uh, and th- this should not have been a surprise to me because again, as I've said several times now, I've, I've played a lot of Cunning Crew lately and uh, being able to choose when you get an extra support uh, has been real powerful with them. Yeah. With, uh, it was unsurprisingly good with these and just the tricks you can do where you're like, uh, I can set up a trap. I can set up, a, uh, I can set up objectives like the The dogs were, uh, although they never actually made an attack, they, they felt kind of MVP ish, uh, there. Yeah. Uh, but it, what really drove home and I, just the way the glory got scored and the way the upgrades, uh, came into my hand, uh, getting the free upgrades was never that big a deal. I, I, either either had enough glory or didn't have enough upgrades for that to matter but that the at the crucial turning points uh it felt like okay like i've got i do like you were talking about lose lose and i'm like i'm i feel like i'm kind of win-win because if clack truck comes in <laughs> yeah uh if he managed to get haskell that's cool i've got three glory worth of objectives to score off that and bridge is going to fire back up um and then we're back in business baby and uh uh we can we can make some uh, make some headway with her. Uh, if he misses, then great. Haskell's uh, got a real good gun going right now, uh, and I can I can keep that flying. So it felt good to have a backup plan and not be looking at that role and being like, man, like please don't roll X. You know, yeah. Uh, to say like, uh, you know, I think there's one of these scenarios which I slightly prefer, but I've got I've got a good route forward no matter how these dice uh, drop. So yeah. Um, I had a I had an absolute blast playing them. It, I mean, it's easy to easy to say you had fun when you when you won, but uh, um, it felt it felt like it had a little bit of that reverb vibe that we've talked about, where like losing people is not the end of the world. Um, yeah, it had a god swarmed vibe, which I like, where where upgrades are kind of sneaking out. Um, I don't know where where they have sort of upgrade tricks with them. Um, not exactly the same, but, uh, uh, I just felt like some, some fun tricks and it felt like they played thematically to themselves. And that was, uh, that was pretty great. So, yeah. Yeah. They feel like a very well-rounded war band. I think, um, I don't know that they have like any one thing that feels like, Oh man, they're going to be better than everybody at this thing. But like, Mm -hmm. I don't really see like a, maybe their speed is their weakness, but I, well, a hundred percent, but, uh, yeah. But uh, also there, you got some. Uh, you have three of them are carrying ranged weapons, which is going to help some with yep. that. So yep. helps a lot. It's sort of sort of like how Thundrix speed isn't really a, an issue. You just mm. make people come to you, and then you got range three attacks. So yeah, yeah. And speed three with range three is even better than speed two. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I think we're going to be talking more about the the deck I built and. Um, what uh what all went into that and what changes we might make uh next episode but uh, i think it's worth talking about some of the uh, standout cards and we can maybe focus on the ones that were maybe a, a standout in this particular uh game or ones that uh, yeah we thought would have made a difference if they'd come up so i mean i, I suppose we can start with objectives because that's I think just always a strong place to start. Um, 
And the one, I mean, that sealed the deal, not not to say that you're just killing all my warband wasn't enough, <laughs> but uh, proof of guilt. Yeah. This, uh, and, and you mentioned a number of times you were like working towards this. This card feels really good. I think this feels like a staple end phase. It's for two glory, so that's really the bar, right? Is end phases, mm -hmm. you hope that they're scoring you two unless they're just ridiculously easy. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is nice to have in there. And since it's faction, you can always run it. And, and it's, I think, I could be wrong. I think it's the first three mode hybrid. That's a tough call. I don't. Uh, if if uh, listener, somebody if fact check one. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm gonna say that I think that's that's true. Um, and so yeah, there there are three ways to score this, and they're all decent. They're different, but uh, having the three modes, I think, makes this pretty reliable. So um, you have each surviving enemy fighter have no move or charge tokens. That's sort of a weird one. Yeah, um, that, that one's going to be the hardest of all of them because yeah. almost always somebody's going like, to do something. Why, why would I guess it has to have at least one fighter who hasn't moved. OK, uh, yeah, that's going to be really tough, actually. There's almost no way that's happening. Um, but then the other two. <laughs> so maybe maybe my three three ways to score this is a, mm. a little premature. Um, but uh, the other ways is each surviving enemy fighter, at least one in the same player's territory. So it's not even like just one it's just either or which is really nice because uh, then even if people are aggressive you can score this because they charged into your territory or vice versa and the final is to have scored uh or one or more be... opponents have scored six or more objectives yeah mm -hmm. so it sort of gives you that that extra underdog almost mm. yeah and then uh six is not an unreasonable thing no. like i i think uh Particularly if you went second in the second round, uh, there's a real good chance you're going to score this between yeah. enemy surges. And it feels pretty, if if you are not scoring it on that condition in round three, you probably already won. If they if they didn't yeah. score six yeah. of their objectives, you're probably looking pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, um, and uh, it's that sort of card that makes your opponent have to think about like, okay, like, wait, do I need to, do I need to send somebody into enemy territory in case I need to spoil that? And anytime you're uh, providing additional mental tax on the opponent for positioning that, that um, is uh, helpful. Yep. Were there any faction objectives that you were actively working towards in the game? I don't remember seeing any come up, but so I, I didn't include uh, a ton. Um, some of them, I, I did have uh, another faction end phase uh, but it's another pretty flexible one. And this is just, uh, do you, it's lives well spent. Do you have two friendly hunters out of action and have you scored three or more objectives? Yeah. Um, and that, that's a, I, I like that. Cause it was just like, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to lose some people, but I'm going to yeah. get objectives along the way. And like, this is just going to score for me. It feels like, you know, it feels like something feeding into that pure carnage style. Um, yeah. Style build uh, there very similar to corn cares not yep um just kind of do your game plan and it'll happen yep and same amount of glory so yep uh really nice yeah in some ways it's actually easier um which is i don't know there'll be matchups where it's less uh simple to score but at, i think on on average it's pretty easy mm -hmm. um 
So that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Obviously, like you said, didn't have actually a ton of the other ones in the deck. Um, I think we can talk about some of the other standouts next time, but mm-hmm. um, pretty interesting stuff having two pretty solid uh, end phases to go off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, were there any gambits that you were feeling either particularly good about or that stood out to you during the game? Uh, so, so I'll say that, uh, the, the only real, well, yeah, I'll say, uh, uh, you stand accused and I, I'm, like I said, I misplayed it a little bit. I could have played it one round earlier to give uh pock up mm-hmm. to a three smash. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that would have put some pretty serious pressure on Kishi. Uh, cause then you would have had to, if I played it one round earlier, land that hit and you're like, well, Kishi's on one and you're going to, he's going to keep on taking these extra hits or extra, yeah. extra accuracy against him until I get him in enemy territory. And like, maybe at that point you decide like, I don't know if I have time to sit back and do the ping. I might have to run forward and, uh, try to try to do that. And even then that's, that's good. Cause all of a sudden you're running at Amos, you're running at Haskell and they can kind of, uh, try to make you pay for such a, such a brash maneuver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that one. I mean, at the, at the very worst, it's just a determined effort, right? And yeah, I, I thought it was solid. potentially uh, I thought it was potentially worse than that because it's like, well, if they're in your territory, it does nothing, but it it does it mm-hmm. it uh, lasts until they end an activation in your territory. So you'll you'll always get at least one activation out of it, even if yep. they're already in your territory. Yeah. So you always can use it as just a my next attack action has plus one dice, and yep. you might be able to make it do a lot more than that. Which yeah scary at any range which is very important for this very, war because you important. have you have some range one uh attacks that are important and range three attacks that are important yeah um i don't know how impactful it was but it certainly felt really bad in the game uh making a point um i kind of mm. like card gambits this is something they did in shade shadeborn have a card like this they can make an attack on yep. a ploy Yep, the shapeborn um, darts. Uh, I think we've seen it in just a couple of the places. Uh, yeah, you've got condemners. Yeah, um, they've got like the headbutt attack. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Some weird yeah. stuff there. <laughs> but this is nice because it's ranged, so you can kind of use it in a lot of situations. And there's nothing to say that it can't be modified. So if you already have a bunch of upgrades stacked, like this can actually be pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I guess I mean finisher it 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 has this yeah. caveat that says if you're adjacent and the target is vulnerable you can get plus one dice and cleave so it's like guarantee they're done but like i don't think that's going to come up the not more- not too often if you're relying on that you you've got problems because what you're doing is you're charging in knowing that you're gonna leave them vulnerable and hoping to have enough on this yeah uh i think it'll i th- I think having seen it, I, I'm like, that might actually be slightly better than I realized. Uh, just because sometimes, you know, you'll have a vulnerable fighter will come charging in on someone else or something like that. Like, you'll just end up positioned mm-hmm. be like, oh, mm-hmm. well, here we go. I can, yeah, I can I just guess. use this and save myself mm-hmm. an activation. Yeah. You happen. Um, or you use this uh, if you are fighting someone like, I don't know, Ripa, and they narrow escape you. Ah, oh, you yeah. got out of there with one. Uh, hey, let me, let me take finish. one more try at it to finish you off. Um, <laughs> I, I, I actually pretty great. I didn't think about that one. Yeah. Uh, so I like it. I think that's that's a card that 
it makes a lot of sense. Attacks, even inaccurate attacks that you get to make out of action, uh, pretty solid. There's there's tricks you can do with that. Um, so I like it, and it, yeah. it definitely put some fear in Clacktrack. That's for sure. Uh, all right, so that is a couple gambits. They've got some other good ones, but we'll save those and some upgrades. Um, I gotta say. I don't like that horseshoe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, It was kind of ridiculous that, you know, I was like on this five dice and that uh, the one piece that mattered was that I happened to have ensnare, you know? Yeah. Um, But I mean, it comes up like, so say you've got that and your opponent for whatever reason has boosted themselves to three dodge. There's a, a non insignificant chance that that ensnare is now very important significant Um, yeah yeah and uh man it's just so good plus one dice (laughs) no range restriction and ensnare like yeah what (laughs) and i mean technically it's restricted to hunters but like that's effectively an unrestricted accuracy boost yeah uh so i mm, wow it's good (laughs) i think this this is a card that you couldn't print in most warbands right like yeah no if you if you had any like if you were in, I don't know, like crushes or, or a oh stormcast warband or something like that, insane. like, you, yeah, like it, it'd be nuts, but that's because there you're Voltroning somebody with a whole lot of wounds here. Like your biggest guy is, uh, three wounds, once one shield for defense. Uh, and so you can Voltron somebody up, but they're more yeah, or less one vulnerable. attack action away from like getting dropped. And so I think that's why they can get away with some of these upgrades. And there's, there's, uh, we'll talk more about them uh, in a second or, or in the next episode. But uh, um, yeah, it's, uh, they have some hot fire upgrades. It is, yeah. Nuts, so that, that one especially just kind of kept like throughout the game. I'm just, just like, <laughs> well, four dice on these range attacks. It's like, Oh my goodness gracious. He's just blowing holes in my warband. And I, I think it felt especially bad because I was to the point where, uh, most of my fighters were getting killed in one shot. Right. Um, which I know some warbands that won't happen and it will probably feel less good, but like, mm. I, I think just plus one dice accuracy on an upgrade is, always pretty solid and since you do have the range attacks you have the opportunity to make uh to make that plus one dice come from yeah. more than just a charge which is yeah big. and it pairs well uh nicely because I, I think uh with as much range as they have there there's a good chance they're including fighters ferocity um haskell's got a couple of grievous attacks one on his yep. uninspired one on his inspired like those those things kind of uh, combined together to get you into a position where uh, extra dice give you the more chances of getting that crit and getting the damage bump. Well, I think do you do you have any other upgrades that you want to just call out quick, or should we save it for next time? Uh, only one we'll say is one that I played out, and this was Cold Iron Nails. Uh, it didn't actually trigger because Bridget didn't land a kill uh, mm-hmm. with it, but uh, it felt. I mean there felt nuts on her because she's got a great scything attack. And so yeah. if she can get in a crowd and sigh the crowd with this, like, woo, um, she can, yeah, she can do some, it's, this is a, uh, we should say it's for range one. You have, uh, it's basically a tome of offering. So you get an extra, you can pick one of two things. You can either 
get an extra glory for the kill or uh, very interestingly something we haven't seen before you can uh, prevent that fighter from being raised uh, which got to take that's right now I think that's only affecting sepulchral guard and exiled dead because I think those are the ones that actually say raise on them the other other resurrecting warbands yes I think you're right actually I don't think that they've changed grimwatch or they may have errated it i don't think they did though no i I haven't seen it there so uh, i'm curious to see whether they will uh but at the very least i mean it's great even if it didn't have the don't raise caveat uh it is really horrifying to those warbands if uh now that it it does yeah Uh, she could come in and that- <laughs> knock down a ton of zombies and say like you you don't get to have those back those ones are gone for good yeah uh that is hot fire against the zombies um which is important because against the zombies you the price of victory is never going to trigger because it's a reaction um and so right unless unless they're getting you outside of a dance action which is relatively rare um you are not going to be able to use what is kind of a, a linchpin of your of your yeah um, i mean i guess like you said you could trigger it yourself that'd be weird though <laughs> right um, might be crucial that you do it but i i don't know it feels like a strange play um it'll be interesting to see if this becomes like a weird roadblock to winning tournaments with the zombies though because like mm-hmm. i have to imagine if somebody gets this out on an accurate attack that's pretty much wraps for the zombies because like not being able to raise them pretty much breaks their mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. Be, we'll see. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how that, uh, how that matchup uh, pairs up. So, yeah, well, it was exciting. It was uh, a matchup that I hope to play again soon. Um, not mm-hmm. being able to play them out at the local league yet. Um, oh yeah meant that it was like oh we gotta we gotta actually wait to be able to play these guys again Uh, right we're going out uh well you won't be because you're gonna be out of town but i'll be going out this thursday uh which will be two days before they are yeah uh, before they're (laughs) allowed to be in the wild sort of thing and i'm like man it'd be really fun to kind of show them off and this is i'm really excited i had such a fun time with them and i'm gonna have to Build something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe just just run out something you've played before. Don't think too hard about it. Yeah, I'll see. All right. Uh, anything else before we wrap it up here? No, I think that does it. I hope folks enjoyed uh, getting this kind of different take rather than a, a uh, card by card here, which again, if you want, we've we've got those up and there's uh, plenty of other creators who are going to be doing those too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just trying to, give you some of that uh practical experience with them absolutely all right well uh as always if you want to get in touch with us if you think that we missed something if there's something you want to call out about our takes um you can reach us at wthcast on twitter or what the at gmail.com uh as for checking out our other content which is much more relevant in this episode because of that blog post uh mm. you can head on over to the mortalrealms.com we've got all mm. sorts of age of sigmar content up there uh from all the different age of sigmar games um and that is also where you can find davy's blog posts uh, you've actually got a couple other blog posts up there as well uh that's just a couple of your warband rundowns right yeah that hexodus series uh i am 
in the progress of in the process of writing up the cunning crew obviously there's a whole lot of stuff going on down now yeah. so i can't i can't promise i i'm kind of hoping that it'll be available for people uh before before this episode drops, just to tie <laughs> people over i don't think people are going to be particularly interested once uh yeah we'll once see these guys are out but can only do what i can do i gotta i gotta do some packing too oh so, boy yeah all right uh so coming up next, uh, we definitely know we will be talking uh, this deck, uh, the mm-hmm. Davy Built. We'll, we'll sort of run down the process of building a deck for uh, Hexbane, and we'll talk through some more of their cards and some of the decision points about what you're trying to do when you build these guys. Mm-hmm. Do you have a flavor text for today? I do. Uh, this shouldn't be too tough for you, mostly because I'm really poking in the eye with it. But, oh, uh, man. Lucky, perhaps. Effective, <laughs> oh, certainly. <no>. Haskell Hexbane. <laughs> uh, well, I I know I know which one it is, and I hope to never see it again. Uh, <laughs> the the, uh, l- the lucky horseshoe, charmed horseshoe, charmed there horseshoe. You go. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, I don't know. I don't know. It like we we have restricted much worse uh, single accuracy upgrades uh i'll just leave it at that (laughs) uh recommended listening for today what do you got Uh, i've got burn the witch it's by radiohead from moon-shaped pool very nice for what the hex i've been phil i've been davy for uh no i'm gonna skip that i, I picked a board <laughs> it, it was a board yeah um yeah. and i also picked a board because i was not <laughs> i i didn't have anything in mind um so yeah. i threw something down that gave me a sort of a mix of yeah. deployment locations and yeah. kind of off to the races uh